Welcome to The Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, June the 10th. We are coming to you from the home studio of the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. My name is Joey Mills, and we are running shorthanded today. Uh, our buddies from the Alamo are, uh, are busy making the Alamo the, the place it needs to be for uh, all the customers. So I'm just joined today by... K-Dub, little old me. <laughs> Just us here. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot going on at the Alamo, a lot to get to, some movie news this week as well. So let's just let's just jump into it. What do you say? That sounds great. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. All Ooh, right. A couple news excited. items this week. Easy. Settle down. <laughs> it's not that exciting. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> First up in news, of course, uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, took the number one spot at the box office last weekend. Bringing in about $24 million. Again, that was day and date release on uh, HBO Max, too. So kind of dropped the number a little bit. From Fine. Where it was. I was $20 million off of you my know, guess. Just a little year. bit. <laughs> uh, but the franchise now with this film has made just short, just barely short of $2 billion. That's wow. billion with a B at the global box office. Making it far and away the most lucrative horror franchise in film history. It already was before this movie. It already made more than any other horror franchise, but break getting close to it by the time it's out of theaters it'll broke the two billion dollar box so expect another one in 2023 uh, if that late yeah <laughs> if, if not sooner i'm sure also horror movie news i know uh you're a big rob zombie fan you've dug oh, yeah. his you've dug all of his movies that he's done oh yeah um i've kind of been mixed about some of them but rob zombie confirmed on instagram that his next movie will be the monsters for Universal, what do you think about that? I know we we all know he's a big Rob Zombie's obviously a big Monsters fan. Yeah. He's got songs, you know, the Dragula, Dragula for example, <laughs> you know, referencing the Monsters directly. But what do you exactly. think about Rob Zombie directing a Monsters movie? You know, from uh, all the interviews and stuff like that that I've listened to over the years and read in magazines and stuff like that, the Monsters do come up a lot. You mm-hmm. know, he references them in different things, and um, he's he's always been a big fan and. I know that he'll do it right. That's the one thing I'm 100%. Right. And even from what I'm reading online and stuff, everybody's pretty sure he's going to do it right. Yeah. And they're just worried, are, are they going to do a comedy like it was? Right. Is it going to be? And I'm like, well. Is it going to be a Rob Zombie dark version yeah, of the Monsters? Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't know because I know he likes to go his own way. Yeah. But he also is big about catching the flavor of what he's do if he is doing something else and he's a funny dude you know he's got a great sense of humor so i think he knows what funny is and i think he'll put it into the movie so yeah. i'm i'm expecting good i'm hoping to get there and it's just really really good and not the other direction but i don't i don't think it will be yeah like i said it's for me his movies have been a little hit and miss um hopefully this will be a hit because i also like the monsters not as obviously not as much as rob zombie does yeah. but i don't want it to i i, I just don't want to see it i don't want to see it messed up to the point that we never see it approached again because on television they attempted to reboot redo the monsters a few years ago uh-huh. and it was so bad that you know they've not <laughs> they've stayed away from it and not touched it since and i i would hate for this to be something that would kill that franchise for the next five to ten years well he had mentioned you know about that and he's like i need to make that right yeah and so this is something that's been in his mind for a while and he's the kind of person that until he gets it made and gets it done right or at least 
his, his what, version yeah, of right. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for it because I too am a huge Monsters fan. So yeah, that's two great tastes that go great together. So <laughs> he's got peanut butter in my chocolate. All exactly. Right. The one that I think I'm probably a little more excited about personally, uh, Brian Fuller, the producer director behind a ton of hit television series. Uh, he is rebooting Stephen King's Christine for Sony and Blumhouse. Um, there's a podcast, another podcast that we're a- advocating. We're apparently we're. Uh, we're, we're advertising for here uh, called the King Cast. A uh, couple of folks uh, they they look at Stephen King like they'll get inter- celebrity interviews, creator oh. interviews, and they talk about the book or the novel or the short story, whatever, and then they talk about the film adaptation. Uh-huh. And Brian Fuller was on that show. It's been a while now, probably about a year ago talking about Christine and just kind of his take on the book and the movie and stuff. And just listening to that, having listened to that, I was like, Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> this guy's got a ton of different reads on this. It sounds like I would love to see his version of it. Well, apparently there's other folks listening to the podcast as well at, Bl- <laughs> at Blumhouse and at Sony because yeah, he's going full steam ahead, rebooting Christine, um, which, you know, I, the movie for me was, there were moments in the movie where you're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. But then they're, I don't know, I just, it, it's not one, it's not like a top shelf Stephen King story no. for me. So it's one that is open, I think, to interpretation. You can play around with it a little bit. As long oh, as you yeah. nail a couple of things, you know, the boy and his car and yeah. the family dynamic and stuff. But Well, for me, like, it, it, was, it was up there and one of my favorites, but uh, probably because of the car. Right, yeah. And the car more aspect, so it was else, more yeah. for me, you know, stuff. And um you know kind of like we talked about going just a little bit back with the monsters are they going to do use the old right. regular car are they going to update it you know stuff like that same thing with this are they going to use the old christine i'm guessing you, I, I i would hate for it because you think about the time that it was the story was written you think about the time that the the setting of the story you think about when the movie was made it's like you know, some kid is not going to be coming across a classic car. <laughs> They're not going to find that car today. Yeah. At the same time, I don't want it to be like an 04 Miata. Or <laughs> you know? Oh, God. Yeah, I, that, that would be, you know. That's the thing. I mean, I don't know if there's any cars, let's say, in the last 20 years right. that stand out unless they did something like the kid got maybe a Hellcat. Right or something with a lot of muscle to it, and <laughs> I just think, what were the ones that were so popular in like the mid '90s, like the Geo Storms or whatever? Pro- the yeah, I'd <laughs> oh, hate for that to be Christine. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Then it turns into like a Fast and Furious <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, he puts a spoiler on, big spoiler on the back. No, 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 thanks. The Rock shows up. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jason Statham's in it. <laughs> Doing something, I don't know, getting killed. But I'm, I would love for him to get find an old car like that. But I know it probably won't. I know the the car will show up somewhere, it'll right? Pass by or it'll be in the junkyard uh, where he finds his car or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Yeah. Also, some casting news to talk about. Jonathan Majors, uh, who you may have known from HBO's uh, Lovecraft Country, he's going to be in the Marvel Universe coming up. Uh, he has in, been in talks and is rumored to be joining uh, Creed Three as the boxing adversary of 
Adonis yeah, Creed. Yeah, Clubber Lang's son, right? Well, that's about the only other black guy in the... I mean, it's if you look at the, the history of the Rocky films, you had Apollo Creed and his, you know, his cornermen and stuff, yep. and then you had Clubber Lang. So hopefully it won't be, you know, because they've already done... You know, oh look, it's Victor Drago's son, or yeah, Ivan Drago's son, Victor. Yeah. It's you know, hopefully they won't be doing like, oh look, because they keep talking about how they want Creed to be connected to the Rocky universe, clearly, yeah. but they want it to kind of be its own thing too. They want it to have its own legs and be a franchise for this generation of you know moviegoers. So they don't want to keep hamstringing it by connecting it directly to Rocky so hopefully it, there won't be like oh look it's another son of somebody Rocky fought somebody yeah. Apollo didn't even fight he helped train him for it look it's the son of somebody Rocky fought for yeah. Creed you know it doesn't well so I'm, I'm thinking it goes one of two ways Either it's Clever Lang's son, right? And this guy could pass for yeah, oh yeah, the son of Absolutely. Clever Lang. So, and he's in amazing shape, of oh, course, yeah, and everything. Yeah, fantastic. He's jacked up and everything. But um, it can either go that way, or they go the other way, which is Apollo had an affair, had a child. Yeah, that's it. At least that's more interesting because that's because that's the story of Creed. Is look here's this illegitimate child of Apollo Creed who's yep. trying to make his way. So if if this is another illegitimate child of Apollo Creed and he wants what this guy you know if, if yeah. they're if they're the funhouse mirrors of each other this if this is the dark version of Adonis Creed you know as hey you know I wanted the same things you wanted but I didn't get them you know even though he had to fight for him that's the whole story of the first two movies yeah. but, you know I didn't get what you've got and you know and and you can still you maybe he's trained by Clever Lang I don't know but you know you can still throw those little nods to past movies in there but yeah that, I mean that would work too you know just that he but, yeah. he found out that he was his son so he but he Clever Lang's get, like oh yeah, yeah he gonna. didn't get adopted by you know Apollo's yeah. you know widow and stuff he didn't get that upbringing. Yeah. So, yeah, there's ways that you can play with it without having to make it Clubber Lang's kid. But So, we'll see. You're welcome, Hollywood, if you haven't got the story <laughs> Exactly. Down I'm waiting for it. So, I, I, guess, I guess Chris Hemsworth's making a, 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 a Hulk Hogan movie from yeah. one of the studios. So, if we can get him as, like, you know, Hot Lips' son or something in a future Creed movie, that'd be oh fantastic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Again, Hollywood, make the check out the Pot Goes to <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and finally, Donnie Yen has been cast in John Wick Four. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, more, more moving your hands. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not Steven Seagal. You know, Aikido, where all you do is move your hands and like step sideways. But Donnie Yen, again, a legitimate knows his stuff, but yep. very much in the uh, you can see him playing in the gun, the gun fu uh, with Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, and whatever happened. I mean, they. They did amazing thing for me. They made Halle Berry interesting again, again, <laughs> right? For that movie, for the first and time, everything in a long time, that yeah. they did with her fight choreography and stuff, I legit believed. Holy hell, maybe she Holly, not the character, but maybe right. Halle Berry could kick some ass, you <laughs> right. know? So, so they went. They made me believe in her again. Right. So I'm thinking they could take anybody and take whatever style they do or whatever and work it right in just fine and make it work. So because right. that movie was kind. I mean, between Catwoman and the James Bond movie that she was in, she her career kind of 
she kind of disappeared for yeah. a while. I don't know why. If people, there's you know, is it an age thing? Because oh, now that she's you know forty or whatever, you can't cast her in roles, or you know, whether it was like yeah, let's just give her time to cool, or whether she was like yeah, I'm just gonna sit back and figure out what. Yeah. The, you know. But well, yeah, that movie made her kind of like okay, she still clearly has it. She never really lost it. She's had a couple of bad roles, but well, when we talked about it on the show when we were doing them at the Alamo there, and we were. You had told me that. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I was like, Halle Berry's in a movie I love. I'd be like putting my other favorite person <laughs> in there, which I won't say because everybody right. knows. Because but, she's she's going to be in John Wick 5. Yeah, God. But, you know, I, when I saw it, even still when I saw it, I was like, oh, damn, I forgot she's in this. And I, my heart sank a little bit, but then they did a man, especially incorporating the dogs. Right. And, dog foo i guess <laughs> <laughs> gun foo and dog foo yeah so but i'm excited either way you know i'll be there oh, to yeah. see it so absolutely well tell us what movies you watched whether at the theater or at home what you thought about what you watched and what you think the top stories are each and every week in uh in hollywood if we use your comments we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode you can send us your comments questions links to the news stories you think we ought to be talking about or your short reviews of movies or your alamo experience you can hit us up on social media at backlot pod one word on facebook and twitter or you can call and leave a message on the hotline at 417-986-7842 we just might read your comments or play your uh, recorded message in an upcoming episode we'll do it we're not kidding we, we just might all right this week so we asked uh last week on social media what are some of the our our friends and fans uh favorite movie musicals but before we are going to get to everybody else's comments we're going to take a crack at that question as well. What we're going to do, each of us are going to give our top five favorite movie musicals. We'll start at number five, work our way up, uh, each of us. If if one of us has one that is higher on somebody else's list, so if I, this is my number five, but it's your number three, say something. We'll put a pin in that conversation. We'll get to it in its highest spot on our lists. Right on. Cool. All right. I'm going to let you go first. We're not going to play rock, paper, scissors between the two of us. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. We're going to start with your number five, and then we'll go my number five, and then we'll do your number four, and then my number four, all the way through till we get to our number ones. So cool. I put down a bunch. I've got, I've got three, a bunch six, <laughs> nine, 12 of these, or 11 of these. Ooh, you got some honorable mentions uh, then. I do have some honorable mentions because I wasn't 100% sure if they would qualify. I know a few of them do for sure. Yeah, what we'll do is if there's a question about it, um, we'll just we'll discuss amongst ourselves. If you've got that many, I mean, if it's something that you're like, well, maybe I could make a case for it, but you've got something else you want to throw in, that's fine. We can, we can, We can play fast and loose with this. Um, because it's our, we can do whatever we want to. <laughs> Darn right. All right. So let's go with your number five first. All right. Let's see. I, again, I want to make sure that this is something um, I thoroughly enjoy this right. movie and they sing in it. <laughs> um, okay, so let's kind of let, let's let's throw some basic okay, ground rules that's out. What I, we can we can bend the rules still. Okay. I, I'm not going to take back what we said. We'll bend the rules if we want to because it's what we want to do. In general, I would say it is anytime one or more characters is singing to 
advance the story. They're okay. either singing like this is my my want song because every musical has that. I uh, want this, or it's a we're moving the story forward. They don't have to like stop and look at sing into the camera. You know, okay. it's not like a state. It can be a stage musical. It can be an adaptation of a stage musical or something like that. Right. But like we even kind of joked about it. But yeah, even Disney films I think qualify as musicals in a lot of cases. Not every one of them. Yeah. But. So okay. we'll play fast and loose with the rules. <laughs> I'm then I'm going to take one of them out and put something else. Okay, in. go ahead. Um, I'm going to start out with kind of a silly one, but Grease. Grease. I love that soundtrack. I listen to it periodically, and Grease and Grease too. Right. But um, I just it's a fun movie, and it knows what it is, and they have fun with it, and. When every time they do the you know watch alongs and yeah. the you know, stuff like this, sing alongs, like stuff yeah. like that, people live have audiences, so much fun. yeah. So yeah. that that one I'll put on my number five. Number five, Greece. Have have you ever gone back and looked at the original cast of the original Broadway ca- when they first when this movie because it was a, it was a it was a musical first and uh-huh. then it was a movie that original musical cast is just like a who's who of yeah. stars now that we everybody's like oh okay. yeah they did a Grease documentary when it hit its whatever anniversary yeah, that yeah. was like a few years back or whatever and uh, they showed yeah, on just, there I was just crazy. like holy crap <laughs> yeah. It's amazing to see who all was in that original uh, musical theatrical run. Right on. Grease is the word, and it is your number five pick. All right. My number five. So I'm going to set a theme here for many of my picks with this first pick. Um, So at my number five, I am going to go with Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, that's... You got it on your list? I do. Okay, I, we'll pin we'll put a well, pin in the conversation. No, it's fine. It actually because it was going to be my next. Okay, well let's thanks. So let's, let's so we'll, 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 we'll bring it to your number 4 then. So Kenny's number 4. That, that's my number 5 and it's your number 4. Yep. Go ahead and talk about a little shop. See if you uh, got to hire you start the discussion. For me, it's um I've always enjoyed it cuz I I I really love the Steve Martin part of it. Right. And that, because at the time I was a huge Steve Martin fan and uh, anything he was in, I was soaking up, you know, stuff. But I found that I started loving the songs from it, you know, yeah. and I loved the whole concept of it. And uh, I'd kind of forgotten about that for a while. And um, we started deciding, okay, several musicals, you know, come through our area and stuff like that. But our little local Springfield music, our Springfield Little Theater, uh, they like to do it. And we put it off for a few times, you know, and finally we're like, let's go see it. So much fun. Oh, yeah. The people had so much fun doing it. The crowd was into it everything so we've gone a few times to see it and it it reminded me of how much i truly did love it and all the just everything about it is just fun oh so yeah absolutely no. for you yeah same i i i like uh i like i don't i don't like a lot of the musicals stage musicals that are that take themselves real seriously yeah. or are real are kind of pretentious maybe 
I like the ones that are fun, the ones that aren't high art, you know, the yeah. ones that are a good time. Um, and this, the movie of this, this obviously it's, it's a Roger Corman musical. So that's not, you know, start when you start there. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. Again, it knows what it is. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, everyone in the cast is fantastic. The lady, and I forget her name. I'm blanking on it. I know her name that, that plays Audrey in the, in the movie. Yeah. It's just, you think she's this, you know, she's kind of doing the accent and she's real ditzy. But then when she starts singing, it's just like, oh my God, she clearly can sing. Yeah. You know, they didn't just hire her to play a ditz. They hired her <laughs> because she's got pipes and yep. it's a yeah, fantastic all through. And it's funny watching that movie now because we went back and rewatched it just a few months ago, introduced it to the kids. It was a rewatch for my wife and I. Right. It's like, it's funny how many people you recognize, like even in the bit parts, like Tisha Campbell was one of the, yep. the singers, you know, the, oh, I know. one of the, the, the Greek chorus singers. It's just, it's hilarious. You're like, oh my God, that's, you know, James Belushi is the guy trying to buy the, the <laughs> it's just like, wow. Yeah. You know that, yeah, it's got Steve Martin. It's got Rick Moranis. Yeah. There's a Bill Murray cameo, but it's just, you forget like who all showed up in that, who all came to play that day on set, you know? And it feels like, you know, like with ones like that, it wasn't a, we've had this person in mind it, it felt like they were all like i want to be in this or Put hey what, par- what parts you got today yeah, yeah. they showed up that day on set and yeah. like what have you not filmed yet well we haven't filmed this yet. okay cool i'll be that guy yeah just to be in it because yeah. they love it. it it's what it felt like you know Absolutely. watching it yeah it's a lot of fun cool so that's so that's your number four that was yeah. my number five your number four so we go to my number four um so again kind of sticking with the theme here I'm going at number four with Sweeney Todd. Oh, nice. The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, particularly the movie. I love the Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter dynamic between the two, um, between Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett. Even I'm not the biggest Sasha Baron Cohen fan, but his role as Senior Pirelli, he just, he, he, does it it's fantastic yep. that the the tim burton directed film of that is it's to me it's it's one of the ones early on when because like because i've got a couple of kids that are like theater kids and it was one that we probably showed them too early because my wife didn't know anything about it. i'm like i'm gonna show them sweeney todd She's like, hey, whatever but even they at a young age in spite of or maybe because of all the what's going on in that movie they're like this is cool you can do this and you know i didn't know they made you know, the, uh, yes, we know Les Mis, you know, yeah. stuff, but we've never seen Sweeney Todd, you know, this guy getting revenge and, you know, in a barber chair and turning them into food that you're selling to yeah. people. It's just, it's everything about it is fantastic. And I, I love in particular the, uh, the, the Tim Burton film, um, because I think it, it, it is, if there was ever a musical that would be a Tim Burton <laughs> musical, that's it. And he has other movies that have a very much a, a musical theater style to them. Um, but that's the one I think that like, that's, that's the feather in the cap of Tim Burton's attempt to make musicals, I think, oh, or, yeah. or films that have music as a driving story element. Yeah. And it, it's funny you say that cause, uh, well, your previous comment, cause again, our son takes after the wife very much loves the musicals and, and was in theater and stuff. And I too young. We let him watch <laughs> it cause we didn't know what yeah. it was. So, and oh, it, I knew I was just being the uh, asshole to my, cause uh, I do that every once in a while. My wife's like, what are you letting them watch? Well, we didn't know. <laughs> okay. And, uh, I should have so warned you. <laughs> it's like, well, what do we do? You know? And he wasn't phased by it really. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's like, well, let's finish it out. And it's one of his movies that he still loves. You know, we, oh, yeah. we've had conversations about it. So 
uh yeah it's it left an impression on him as well oh yeah it's great and it's one of those where you're you're watching it like oh yeah that guy's in it oh yeah another one where you're you know the people they, the cast they assembled clearly i mean obviously you know johnny depp's in it you know alan rickman's in it yeah. you know helena bottom Carter, but i forget the guy's name that that plays the beetle the beetle bamford in it but yeah it's like he's in he was in a rock star with mark Wahlberg. he's in the harry potter movies he's in yep. so much it's just like oh you're you're going through picking out all these people you're like oh that's fun but, I know another another one where you're like, hey, yeah, let's get together and do this. That sounds like a good time. That is good. Well, cool. Well, let's go to your number three. What's at your number three spot? Number three is something a little more modern, and uh, it's I actually went to the theater and saw this one, and I've watched it a, several times more. It's Rocket Man. I I I love the trippiness of it. I right. love, of course, Elton John songs, and of course, all the yep. songs in there. Are some of my all time favorites, which I'm sure they are for everyone. But um, the guy who did it, I loved him as Eggsy and right and, and the know, Kingsman, Kingsman, and um, so I was already liking. And then he just did an amazing job on it. His voice was not always there, but right. it was there enough, a yeah. lot. Yeah, and. Another one that they seemed like they had fun. The background people were having fun doing their stuff too, and just the way it moved in and out of stuff, and just I yeah. loved it. There might be some folks who would say, "Well, it's a biopic. It's you can't really." Because if you had said like Bohemian Rhapsody, I would have argued with you. But, Rock, but Rocket yeah. Man, I think, is okay because it is built. The movie is structured more like a fantasy, more like a musical yeah. movie. So I'm I'm cool with that pick. Well, since we bent, that's why I put it in. I yeah. was. I was going to put it as an honorable mention, right? But uh, that's why. I was yeah, like, the okay. structure of it fits with a stage production yeah. or a musical. Yeah, because Bohemian Rhapsody did cross my mind when we very first mentioned right. that we were doing this. But then I got to thinking about. It, I was like, no, that it's doesn't not a fit musical. here. So yeah, no. it's, yeah, it's it has it has music, yeah. it has singing, but it's not a musical. It's a, exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. So Rocket Man at your number three. So my number three, um, continuing a theme, is also a fairly recent uh, film like Rocket Man. It, I think it's maybe a little older than Rocket Man by a year or so. Um, this is one I didn't catch in the theaters because it didn't last long. Um, but I, I was actually at a convention. Uh, it was a right after Thanksgiving type thing. So it was right before this film released in theaters because it released right around Christmas time, which makes sense. Um, and just caught pieces of it. And I was like, holy, what is, what is this? Um, caught, I've seen it multiple times. It's streaming a couple different places now, but I'm at my number three pick going with Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes. Oh, such a great <laughs> choice. Uh, again, kind of keeping the horror theme I've got building here yep. in my list, but it's, it's, it, it looks, it, it looks like, Okay, well, this is like some sort of high school musical thing, but it's not. But you could see where they might think that. Um, it, it, oh, it's some kind of zombie thing. Yeah, it's, it is, but it's that's all going on around it. But man, this movie, I still get like kind of kind of get the uh, the eye leakage and like you know the eye sweats at times <laughs> yeah. throughout the movie because it's like I'm not no some somebody's there's dust in here or something. Yeah, because, because it, 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 this movie uh, surprises you and every once in a while we'll punch you in the gut yes. you're like whoa what what wait what are we doing here you know you're like no this that's they're not, they're gonna, not gonna do yeah, that there's these high school kids and it's it's a family thing yeah no no, no they they don't they don't care <laughs> they don't mind <laughs> punching you in the gut a couple of times oh um, that was one that we watched and um i think you had seen it and told me yeah you need to watch it 
and uh so i was like okay and that, the first oh uh, maybe up to the first song that they right. sang i was like i'm not hmm, getting it yeah i don't know but i was, and the, i looked over the wife was enjoying it so i was like okay so i stuck through it so glad i did holy crap i was like we need to watch this again at yeah, some yeah. point i was like <laughs> i love this movie yeah so good i love being surprised like that yeah and it was done so well even the stuff that you i mean like i said you hoped that it wasn't going to happen and they did it to you anyways you weren't mad but it get like you said every once in a while there'd be some dust flying <laughs> behind. I'm yeah. like, okay yeah you know, so. exactly yeah that's one that i can see why they didn't have a big marketing budget it was a small independent film out of britain but it was just like holy crap this this movie's better than most people get. yeah most people than, than most people even know i guess yeah. it's not like people are crapping on the movie like oh that, that looks terrible it's like they don't even know i think a lot of cases so and it was a slow burn movie because you know not very many people watched it because of not knowing it wasn't out the, long in theater whatever and, it was yeah. but as it went on as time went on more people talked about it more people shared it's definitely got know? that buildup of like most cult movies yeah. have where it's like it, you know and not in this case it's straight not home video but like somebody watches it on home video and they pass it on to somebody else like yep. hey you need to borrow this and watch it here it's like hey you need to check it out you need to borrow my password and yeah, watch it exactly. on the account. put in your queue whatever you yeah. do on whatever thing but yeah such a that's a good one i forget about that one a lot oh, yeah. and then i'm remembered oh, yes i love that movie i'm ho- i hope that 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 feels like it should play at the alamo like you know as as kind of counter programming or whatever oh, that'd around be a holiday fun time one to go see it a movie theater oh, yeah absolutely that feels like it that feels like one that uh that, that i would certainly if, it, if they if they bring it to the alamo this holiday season i'll be there for sure be like jen bring your box of tissues hey. I'm gonna <laughs> yes yes it's yes dusty in here yeah <laughs> you guys need to do a better job cleaning <laughs> <laughs> all right what's your number two uh, my number two, since we are a little loosey-goosey, but I, I got to thinking about this movie, and there's singing in it. Right. Uh, but uh, some of it is just for entertainment purposes, but there's actually some of it that the reason for the singing is he's singing directly to her. Right. It's to make her, you know, let it's his way of letting her know this is what I'm feeling, right. but I'm not going to tell you, but I can come up here, and of course, you know what it is. It's yep. Purple Rain. Yep. So. That will forever be one of my all-time favorite movies of anything, and I will always listen to the soundtrack. I will always (laughs) sing very poorly to the top of my lungs going down the highway to it, but I just, it's a great movie that tells the story that will never be old, Yep, you know, and it's... I just I've always loved it and I always will love it. Yeah, we actually we we didn't bring this up in the news, but yeah, uh, Clarence Williams the third, yeah, father recently passed away. I think in the last week or so. So that was one of the things that popped up when I was making my list. So that, that helped bring it a little higher on the list. High. I mean, it was it's always going to be number one or number right. two. My number one is yeah, we'll get to that. number one. Yeah. yeah. All <laughs> right. So cool. So Purple Rain at your number two. Uh, I'll agree with absolutely with that one. Uh, my number two uh, is one that I guess people could argue about and say, well, is it really a musical? But yes, it really is if you sit down and think <laughs> about it. Um, it has some horror elements, although it doesn't necessarily try to. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going at number two with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, I've got I've got the posters back here behind us as we're yep. recording and stuff. But yeah, that one is, uh, yeah, that, it's got one of my all-time favorite songs in, you know, pure imagination. Oh, and yeah. It's, yeah. It's just, it's a... 
it uses music to reinforce not just you know the oompa loompas and stuff to reinforce the morals or whatever but it has it uses music all throughout i uh, clearly you know it, with with the not always well <laughs> there are a few yeah. of them that you're like you can just kill you know the cheer up charlie and some of that <laughs> stuff but yeah you know, but but it is it's a musical and it's once you actually get to the factory it certainly uh picks up from there yeah the first hour can slog at times but uh, yeah it that was one that was one of my honorable mentions and uh not for any bad reason. I just have these others that right, right. I have. I you have higher. Yeah, but yeah. as as far as like you said, like pure imagination. That is a song you could pretty much get in a large crowd and start singing, right. and the majority will sing along. Maybe not every word because it's been a hot minute since they've done it, but yeah, they know it. And that's not a song that hit the top forty. And you know, didn't get a lot of airplay. I'll tell you what there. that song is for me. This is the best way I can think of for some people that song is john lennon's imagine that song where they're just like that's the one that like that you know that that kind of sums up their philosophy or whatever and it's kind of yeah. for me it's this would be my version pure imagination is my version of imagine if you can kind of equate it in that yeah. way that makes sense to, to talk about it in those terms absolutely so and just an all-around great movie anyways oh, yeah. with all the there Everything is the funny there yeah. is the disturbing there is you <laughs> yeah. know but yeah solid choice i like that all right and your number one which i know you know is my number one anyways it will be my forever favorite musical to go see people perform on stage to see the movie to do the sing-alongs to do the everything to rocky do the horror, time warp too <laughs> yeah, to do the time warp too rocky horror picture show i watched that at least a couple times a year i even watched the one that they did on fox that's yeah that's a solid done yep. you know there's a couple things i would have done changed, a little differently maybe you know yeah. but outside of that i mean but the original will forever be just fun just because when i'm watching it i'm not only remembering you know different things but i'm remembering the times when i did go and throw the rice yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know do the things and sing with everybody and do the time warp so it's so fun so if you've never done one of those you gotta do <laughs> absolutely one of those. yeah they do every once in a while the alma will have like yeah. not just the sing-alongs they'll do the shadow cast where they've got people dancing and kind of cheerleading band yeah. ring leading from the front it's fun a couple times i've been to where there were literally thousands of people yeah doing we a big open air thing yeah. and they had the people like the doing it up on stage that, yeah. and then the big screen there thing and oh my that was fun oh, absolutely that i sometimes i feel like all the other stuff around that movie makes it a better movie because for me personally and that would be one that you could look at my list and easily want to slide it into my list and be like well it's a horror you know yeah uh, but for me it feels like at times boy after after the i don't know after we see rocky after meatloaf the movie starts to kind of drag for me and then that uh -huh. third act gets so weird i'm just <laughs> kind of like eh, eh. it kind of <laughs> I, I i push it down a little lower because of the back half of yeah. the movie and, and it's it's certainly one i mean the front half of the movie is very much the what everybody knows yeah know? so i can yeah. i can totally see that being your number one i i just i can't put it there for me personally yeah for me it doesn't it doesn't drag i like the story that's right, right. going and uh, i like the songs that are in it and i yeah. like everything so it, it for me just keeps on I, of course yes the first part of it is the that's, party that is the know? yeah that's the party so, that's the part everybody knows yeah so but yeah i dig it yeah <laughs> well <laughs> i'm taking okay so this is kind of cheap and cheesy and everything. Yes, I know. But I'm going to take the lowest of the low-hanging fruit. Yes, it is technically a movie. Uh, the way it was 
yes, people could argue that's not a movie. They just shot the musical. Well, actually, no. They they it is a movie. They had cinematography. They did storyboard the way they wanted to do this. But yeah, it is pretty much just filming the musical. But I'm going number one. Low hanging fruit. I'm taking Hamilton. Yeah, um, you, you I, I knew not. you would, <laughs> yeah. so that's why. I that's did. the one that you could put on in the background and yeah. just like, and, I, and I've done that before. Like, all right, I'm going to fix dinner, so I'll pull up Disney Plus <laughs> and just have Hamilton going, and then slowly everybody starts congregating <laughs> as they hear the music playing. It's the one that it's funny because I've got a, one of my kids. All my kids play. We've got you know devices in the bathrooms and stuff, so they've got yep. music going as they're taking showers and stuff. And it's kind of funny. The other night, my youngest was taking a shower. It's like God, she's been in there forever. My wife's complaining about it. She's like, I need to get in the bathroom. I need to take a shower. And she's been in there forever. I'm like, well, she's on the last song. So so she's almost done. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about the orphanage. So she'll be out in like 10 minutes. <laughs> sure enough, she, the, the water turned off in about 10 minutes. She still took another 45 to get out. But Yeah. And like I so said, I knew that was going to be on your list. Oh, and yeah. I knew it was going to be, if not number one, close to it. Yeah. And honestly, for me, it's right there, too. Yeah. It was something that the kids listened to and I would hear in the background and uh we the kids were excited about it so i was like well if it comes close we'll take you to see it yeah good we luck. Like going to the, well that's before <laughs> we looked up you know yeah prices and actually trying getting to get tickets, a ticket yeah. and stuff like that so it was like okay and then they released it on disney plus and it was like oh and we watched it and watched it and watched it about three more times <laughs> yeah. and we constantly have it when we're in doing work that my wife does um we'll put that on many times and oh, both yeah. of us will just sit and sing the songs as we're doing our stuff and yeah so yeah it, it is for us it's one of our all-time favorites yeah and it's not even that old so. yeah exactly it's not that old and yeah we actually we had tickets to go see it locally uh right before the pandemic shut it down it was gonna be last <laughs> may for my middle child's birthday we were gonna go that weekend and then pandemic hit so it was nice that yeah we couldn't go but at least we got the disney plus version with the original cast yeah. you know later that summer so all right well those are our top fives we'll run through them. we only had one overlap which is interesting i'm yeah. not i mean i'm i am surprised but i'm not surprised i guess <laughs> so kenny run through your, your top five again do you remember what they were i in, don't in order? Remember, i got them written down for you you can start there your top five uh, Kenny's top five are <laughs> at uh, number five, I have Grease. Number four, I have Little Shop of Horrors. Number three, I have Rocket Man. Number two, Purple Rain. And of course, number one, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And my top five with the only crossover at my number five was Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. Uh, number four, Sweeney Todd. Number three, Anna and the Apocalypse. Number two, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And at number one, <laughs> Hamilton. Like I said, we asked uh, folks on social media last week, what are some of your favorite movie musicals here are some of your comments uh crystal ann douglas on facebook also says anna and the apocalypse so there's one of us another one of us out there solid choice uh jill carr on facebook went with chicago nice uh caleb cox over on facebook uh singing in the rain uh, nice. Carly Johnston on Facebook says Little Shop of Horrors. So, Solid choice. Uh, Cynthia Erb goes with A Star is Born, the original with Julie, Judy Garland, the first of the three, I think, the versions yeah. that have been of that. Right. Uh, Lisa Eulis says, my first name makes me automatically partial to the sound of music. Lisa, I can see why. <laughs> but she also loves Singing in the Rain and Guys and Dolls. Oh, she likes classics. Uh, yeah. Barbara Hargrove Hamby says, I'm really partial to partial to moana if that counts i think it does we talked yeah about that. absolutely 
Uh, Teresa McKean says, Lord, I have far too many, and it depends <laughs> on my mood. Right now, I'd probably go with Annie and Oklahoma. Don't yeah. know if her mood's changed since she posted that. She may have somebody hey, else in that spot. I am the same way, depending on what mood I'm in. When you catch me, it could be, you know, it, with music-wise, I could tell you my favorite song is from Pantera, or I could tell you my favorite song is from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Carrie Perry, you also, one of ours, uh, says Sweeney Todd. I like yep. that. Or Rocky Horror. So yep. She's hitting both of us here. You're a good kid. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Jason Shelf, Norman Hodges, says uh, from a modern... Uh, he, he gave us a list. For <laughs> modern movie musicals, he goes with Moulin Rouge, starring oh. Nicole Kidman and Ewan That's McGregor. That's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, classic, he's going with Hello, Dolly. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. The best, though, he would say, would be Singing in the Rain, which has made our, the list yeah, a couple times. Very popular. Not the last time it'll be mentioned. Uh, but his guilty pleasure, and he says he'll f- fight me. It is a musical. We're not going to fight you. I agree. <laughs> he goes, uh, his guilty pleasure is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, yeah, uh, dude. One of my favorite we'll fight movies about ever. that. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, progresses the narrative too that yep, you absolutely yeah so. music's used really well yep. uh, in that one uh, local film critic Chris Luzader says Grease is her top pick good one. one and then Amanda Brown on Facebook also going with Singing in the Rain so nice. Singing in the Rain well represented I know on, on the popular list not on our list yeah well for me it's always going to be associated with the Clockwork Orange so <laughs> <laughs> right very much uh, well thanks to everybody who commented we will have another poll for you right now actually we're going to do polls a little bit different so this will be the last week week we're doing it this way and then going forward the rest of the summer the polls are going to be a little different so this week we're asking this question we want to know what are some of your favorite movies from the 1990s Um, that is going to be driving a discussion that's going to take us all through the summer past labor day into september the reason we're asking it is this. Starting next week, we are going to be kicking off a, I believe it's a 14-week tournament. We are going to be selecting our favorite movie, singular, one movie from the 1990s. Um, we've That's done rough. something similar in the past. We talked, uh, we, we had a narrower band uh, in a different time frame, but we've done something like this prior to the pandemic. Um, but this time we're opening it wide open. Uh, we want to know what are some of your favorite movies, so you can list as many as you want, from the 1990s. Um, that poll is up right now. You can vote on Twitter and Facebook by searching for and following us at BacklotPod. The poll question is pinned right to the top of those pages, so you cannot miss them. We will talk about some of your favorite movies from the 90s next week. But next week, what we'll do, our discussion starts as tournament starts. Um, all of the hosts who are with us next week will each give one favorite movie from a specific year. So we'll be starting with 1990. Everybody will give the one movie that they like the best, their favorite movie from that year. Um, and then the poll question will be, we want you to vote for which of these that we have picked is your favorite from that year. So we'll go 1990, then the next week we'll do 91, the next week we'll do 92. We'll get to like the early 90s, we'll group the winners together. So 90, 91, 92, 93, those four winners will be grouped together and then people will vote for their number one pick from the early 90s. We'll set that on the shelf and we'll come back and start yearly again. So we'll go 94, 95, 96. Again, take those winners. We'll vote for the winner of that. Take the winner from the mid-90s. Put it on the shelf. We'll hit 97, 98, 99. 
each of those individually and then the winner from the late 90s and then we'll throw the three winners the mid 90s the early 90s the late 90s together and out of that will come the one movie that our fans f- friends fans followers family <laughs> members whoever anything that starts with an f not well not it we won't say that uh the, the movie that you voted on as the number one uh, movie from the 90s um and then we'll do some fun stuff throughout the summer with that as well with our friends at the alamo draft house so come back for that next week that starts next week um, Heck yeah. that'll run like i said that's gonna run for a while so that's gonna be a lot of fun New at the Alamo Draft House this week in new releases. We've got the one, the reason we are talking movie musicals today in the Heights, yep. uh, it's, which is available both on, uh, in theaters and on HBO Max. All the advanced word that I have seen and heard is that this is fantastic and you should see it in the theater. Yep. <laughs> that, that is, those are the two <laughs> things that everybody's saying that has seen in the Heights. Yeah, that may end up being a date night thing yeah. for us. So. That might be the one that gets you out of the yep. house, gets you back into the theater. <laughs> Also new in theaters this week, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, and Censor. Kind of a horror flick there. Continuing at the Alamo Draft House, we have A Quiet Place Part 2. If you've not seen that, go check it out. Cruella, Spiral, Spirit Untamed, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, and Wrath of Man. So quite a selection, something for everybody. Go check them out before they are gone, because as the summer goes on, New flicks come out. Something's got to come off. It's kind of nice that there is that. A wide range. A wide range. It's not just, do I want to see a horror movie or do I want to see this? Now it's like, like you said. I can take the kids to this. I can go see this for for date night. I can go see this by myself. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then, of course, the Alamo doing what the Alamo do. Uh, We've got some Alamo programming. Thursday night, another screening of Blade Runner, The Final Cut. Uh, we have a, an Alamo Film Club screening Thursday night of The Amusement Park. This is the George Romero <laughs> found foot, not found footage film. That sounds totally <laughs> different. The film that was made and, lo- and put away and has been found and restored. Um, that's also streaming on Shutter as of right now. Uh, the Fugitive, Friday night at the Alamo Draft House with Harrison Ford, nice. Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, some advanced screenings, early access screenings. This movie is not out yet, but it will be in theaters shortly this month. Uh, but you can go see it early on Friday and Saturday night, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is a mouthful of a movie title. <laughs> right. um, starring Ryan Reynolds, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Salma Hayek, Antonio Banderas. Looks like a lot of fun. It does look fun. It looks like it knows exactly what it yep. is, too. <laughs> uh, UFC at 263 this Saturday night at the Alamo Draft House. And then the brunch film this weekend is Serial Mom. <laughs> Uh, starring Kathleen Turner. That is Saturday and Sunday. Again, tickets already on sale for Fast 9. You'll want to get those. Um, also, I saw, and in, in our I'm, it's a shame that our friends from the Alamo aren't here. Well, maybe they can talk about it a little bit more next week because it's not a like right now thing. But uh, I know some folks have passes from 2020. They've been asking about those. It looks like the Alamo is going to be honoring passes, movie passes from 2020 through the end of July. Uh, so oh. I'm sure Jen, David, somebody will be able to, to kind of confirm and clarify maybe what that looks like uh, on next week's episode. i got a couple of those sitting on my dashboard. Yeah, i got so. a few sitting here as well. Trip. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia is back by popular demand. Everybody wanted to know as soon as the doors open, when's trivia coming back? <laughs> right. That's like the most posted about thing on social media at the Alamo. Uh, trivia is back Thursday nights this month, beginning tonight. Uh, runs from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. There is no, there's no cost involved. You just need to, uh, you know, 
let the few folks know in the back lot, hey, I'm here for trivia. My party's here for trivia. Um, you'll want, It's first come, first serve, so you'll want to get there early. Um, oh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be showing up for yeah, this. Yeah, very better. much so. There's no fee, of course, involved. And this week, uh, we're, they're teaming up with Boulevard Brewing Company out of Kansas City. They've got some uh, Boulevard swag for everybody who's playing trivia tonight. So head out to the alley. Nice. If, you, if you've not done it before, it's a good time. Again, it's free. You don't have to pay anything to play. Um, bring out a group of folks. Uh, you'll put your phones away. You'll go through. I think it's five rounds. I, I assume they're still keeping the format. So five rounds of trivia, um, movie trivia. It's a lot of fun. Uh, be sure to check that out. And it looks like, and again, this will be something we'll confirm on next week's episode. I saw it looks like they're selling tickets for next Wednesday online at the Alamo Draft House. Could be uh, some expanded hours coming up. Nice. So as things kind of open up and get back to normal. So I'm sure we'll talk about that more next week as well. Tickets for all those and more are available right now in the Alamo Draft House app. Just go to the app store for your smart device and search for Alamo Draft House. Or you can purchase tickets online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. We'll remind you uh, it's a good idea to go ahead and purchase your food. Get that initial food and drink order in when you purchase your tickets. Yep. If you're not hanging out at the movies, uh, if you don't want to hang out indoors, it's nice. It's summertime. There's reason to get out. You want to do a picnic, whatever. You can order Alamo curbside as well. Uh, be sure to check that out. You can get, your, so get cool. your food and go. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and find out everything that's coming up at the Alamo Draft House by following the Draft House on social media. Just search for and follow Springfield's Alamo Draft House at. Oh, they're not here. <laughs> Alamo Springville. There you go. I'll, we'll let you do it this week on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Uh, be sure to follow the Backlot Lounge on Facebook at Alamo Backlot and stay connected with this podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Backlot Pod. If you've enjoyed this or any episode of The Backlot by Alamo Draft House, please take a moment, leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost a thing, and it really is one of the best ways you can show your support for the show. And like I said, you can you can leave us a, a, a comment, a suggestion, a review uh, on social media. Again, at Backlot Pod, or call that hotline number, 417-986-7842. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to play your comments on an upcoming episode. And like I said, be sure to come back next week. We are kicking off our favorite 90s movie tournament next week. You'll want to be here. You want to get in on the ground floor, listen to every one of those episodes all summer long. That's all I got. You got anything else before we get out of here? We talked about a whole we lot. We talked a so. lot. I got to get a drink. <laughs> all right. Well, I want to thank Kenny for being here. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Jen and Dave Mann over at the Alamo Draft House. I'm coming for your Alamo Springmo words there, That's right. kids. So shout, be careful. Shout out to Alamo Springmo <laughs> on social media. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. Get out and see a movie. Go see a movie at the, at the Alamo Draft House this week. Absolutely. Anything? All right, cool. We're going to get out of here. We'll talk to you next week. We kick off our favorite 90s movie draft. We'll see you then. See ya. Later. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.